Yo, 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 let's go. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith and Nick Ely. We're back in the building. Better than ever, baby. It is a fantastic Friday. Hope everyone is in, uh, well, I hope everyone enjoys their fantastic Friday and their weekend. Also, we're getting ready for week four in the NFL. Week four of the NFL has just ended with the, um, Packers and Lions. We'll get into that in a moment, but we want to preview some of these interesting games. The Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Hit the follow button or subscribe button and download so you can be notified each and every time a new episode is up and so you can go back if you hit the follow button in case you missed the breaking news that we dropped yesterday with Dane Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks in that three-team trade. We had a very Heated debate about is LeBron a goat or not, and um, pretty much where Dame ranks as a PG in the NBA. And um, we had a guest that thought he wasn't really top five. It was very, very, very interesting. If you missed it, go ahead and check it out. Hit the follow button, and you'll be notified for each and everything else that's coming up. And speaking of up, we're up right now. Let's get into week four. But before we get into week four, we got a knockout fight that we want to start with but i want to ask terrence and smith one question first how y'all doing today hey i am doing excellent man how about y'all great i, I feel like i feel like wheezy f i'm back like i left something we just did this yesterday and we and we back at it again so uh i enjoy it I, i'm glad to be back glad to talk some football tonight after some uh deranged basketball conversation last night and uh so let's do it <laughs> That's right. Very much so. And we're about to get into it right now. Uh, the heavyweight fight, I would say, of the week maybe, or at least for the early games. First, there's a London game where the Falcons are playing. The Jaguars is listed as a home game for Jacksonville. They get stuck with these London games, supposedly home games, every year, I believe. And um, Falcons and Jags, I don't know who's going to win that game. Probably the Jags will bounce back, though. Uh, it, it's almost like it's a home game for the Jaguars here lately. So I'll, I'll get the Jags back in the win column. But let's move on to the big, big heavyweight fight, I guess. We'll see. Both teams coming off of astonishing wins from last week. Buffalo dragging the Commanders and the Miami Dolphins. Oh, my God. I mean, like, on Wednesday, it was breaking news that Tyreek Hill scored another touchdown. And that game had been over with. <laughs> That's how bad it was. 70-20, to 20, we all know about it. We've heard about it. Guys, Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills early. Noon is the kickoff. The Miami Dolphins are a plus 126 on the road. And Buffalo is favored here at minus 148. The spread is three. What are you taking? It's plus three. The plus three is minus 115, Miami. And the uh, minus three is minus 105. Let's start with the AFC guy. T, who you got? You know, uh, at this point in time, I just can't pick against Miami. They seem to be firing on all cylinders. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's legitimately a matter of can you score enough points to even keep up with them? So far, the answer has been no. Uh, I think the toughest game has been New England. <laughs> um, and, and we saw what they did to Denver last week. So listen, it's, it's simple math to me. They they score more than everybody else so far. I can't pick them against them. Not until I see different. Now, now with that being said, 
Buffalo did have a nice showing last week. They beat the commander down pretty good. Uh, but man, until I see different, I just can't take against Miami. I go a step further and say Buffalo's actually had a nice showing uh, the last two weeks. They uh, not only, of course, put the thirty-seven-three dumping thumping on the uh, on the Commanders uh, in Washington last week, but the week before they uh, at home, of course, had the Raiders in town. They beat them thirty-eight to ten. Um, and so, you know, I think I, I, that all that being said, I find it very interesting that Buffalo is the favorite in this game. Uh, I'm with Terrence. I'm going Miami. Uh, those guys are, are playing a different game down there right now. I mean, it's, it's almost uh, akin to when the you know when the Warriors hit the block and started hitting threes uh, at, a, at an alarming rate. The Dolphins are essentially hitting three pointers in terms of you know just the explosive plays that they're putting up uh, left and right, and obviously the explosive points that they put up last week. So um, I, I'm riding with the Dolphins at least until week seven. Yeah, it's a clean sweep over here. Then I'm not going against the Miami Dolphins. I got them winning the AFC. And um, I still think somehow, I don't know, I could be wrong, Buffalo is starting to look good. They're starting to click. I just still wonder, is that thing going to blow up between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and whatever else is going on in that locker room, uh, you know, going on from the from this past offseason? So I, I'm not sure about that. But I'm going with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins win this game, and I don't think it's going to be close. Once we get around, I don't know, somewhere around midway in the third quarter, I think you'll see the Dolphins slowly drift away from the Buffalo Bills, and um, you'll see why we have picked the Dolphins to win the division. All right. The Dolphins don't do anything slowly. <laughs> they, they they really don't. It just depends on the coverages and everything and the looks that they give. Mike McDaniel. No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm just messing because, you know, they got, they got like the top six. Uh, passes recorded ball carriers of the season so far. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no doubt about it. No doubt about it's it. It's like it's like Tyreek Hill three times, Raheem Mostert once, and uh, and then the other running back, uh, Arcane or whatever his name is, uh, twice. Right. Some something like that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's nothing slow about the Dolphins, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think that the Buffalo Bills will try to give them that Belichick look. You know, maybe too deep. Uh, you know, safeties and, and see how that goes. But either way, they're going to get it. Whether it's a slow death or a fast one, they're going to still get it either way it goes. Uh, they didn't have Jalen Water back. They didn't have Jalen Water when they put up 70 points last week. Which is which is why I would have went for the 73. But either way, that was just bananas. This is crazy. For, for them to do that without Water, who can run with all of those guys also who were running. Uh, they're still running right now. Uh, all right, so the Steelers at the Texans, I don't care. Um, I would say that the Steelers may actually get them another win here, even in Houston, or then again, who knows? Houston Texans coming off of their first win of the season. I'm sure they're confident, but the Steelers' defense may be just a little too much over there in Houston. I'll take the Steelers. I may even take the three. Um, yeah, minus 102, why not? Uh, the Rams at the Colts, I would say that the Rams uh, are not a bad team and not as bad as we think. I don't know if Anthony Richardson will return for the Colts. Give me the Rams on that road win. Uh, then you got the Vikings and the Panthers. Anthony Richardson is expected to be back. He is expected to be back. Um, yeah, he's, he's practiced the last two days. Uh, they're basically saying, you know, as long as everything stays on track, he'll play Sunday. Okay. I'm still taking the Rams. I don't know. The, the, the Rams are just not that bad. I don't know. Uh, hopefully the Colts can get the win uh, for Anthony Richards' sake. But I don't know, man. This Acuna and this Atwell and these guys, man, they're they're doing some things, man. And Cup, 
This is his last week on the uh, IR, I believe, uh, after week four. We'll see what happens with him. Are they going to say, hey, let's see, can we win some more games? Or are they going to say, ah, screw it. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're not bad, but let's go ahead and tank this out and let's trade Cooper Cup. We'll see. But Rams at Colts, I don't know. Uh, in Indianapolis, we'll see how it goes. The Vikings at Panthers, I'll stop for a minute just to ask you guys this question before I roll on. This is the battle of 0-4. Neither one of these teams can afford to go 0-4. Um, who's it going to be, though? Vikings at Carolina. Mm. I'll take it first as, as the NFC representative. Uh, Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings, man. I, uh, I just don't think the Panthers are very good. I, I think the Vikings are... The best 0-3, the best winless team in the league, maybe? Yeah, that's the best way I can say it. They're the best winless team in the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, they you know they they played some interesting games. Obviously, the Chargers game last week uh, went down to the wire. Uh, the Eagles game came ended up closer than it really was. Yeah. And uh, of course, they lost to the Bucks early, early in the first game of the year. So, um, but in all three games, at least I, I have to say, Kirk Cousins has actually played relatively well. Um, Justin Jefferson is still having you know it's having a pretty good year so far. I think he's top three in receiving yards uh, to this point in the league. So he's I mean, this point in the year, so he's right on track with who he's been. Um, and so, uh, but I, I, I just think the Vikings are better than the Panthers. Uh, I don't know if Bryce Young is back this week from his concussion. Um, it is the Adam Thielen revenge game. The Adam, of course, they uh, the Vikings let go of Adam Thielen in the off season, so that'll be fun. Um, I might want to look at taking him on some overs on your props, guys. Um, but yeah, I'm going Vikings, and they are a four-point favorite. Yeah, I just stick with the money line. Yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, the- I'm with you. I'll stick with the money line too. I I wouldn't want to put faith in the Vikings actually coming in and uh, beating the team down like they're supposed to. What the Vikings? What the Vikings do is they'll come back and they'll they'll be down ten. They'll come back and win by a field goal or something like that. They'll just make it more difficult. Vikings more than likely will win this game. I will agree. I would agree, but I still may take that plus four Carolina uh, being at home, and you never yeah, know. If I was going to pick the spread, I'd probably have to go plus four. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I, I may t- I may take a chance at that plus four though, even though the Vikings still probably get the win by three. Uh, all right, uh, Buccaneers at Saints. Now this one here is a battle for the NFC South, kind of like the leader. I know Atlanta is going to be playing Jacksonville in London, so we'll see how that goes early on Sunday morning. But in New Orleans, Derek Carr, I don't think, is a go for Sunday. Uh, We know he's got the AC's joint uh, sprain or whatever, so he's going to be week to week. Looks like it's Jameis Winston, though, guys. So Baker Mayfield got his first loss. They came back to earth. Well, the Eagles brought them back to earth by that Monday night win 
now, here are the Buccaneers in New Orleans. We're starting to see the real, you know, Tampa Bay here. Or can they pull a win out against this very stingy defense in New Orleans? Let's go with Nick NFC first. Who's Jameis Winston? Ah, it's the Jameis Winston revenge game. I mean, I guess he's been going for the Bucks for for a while, so um, you know it may not be quite the revenge game. Man, it's in New Orleans. Mm, well, New Orleans is a three and a half point favorite. The Bucks are not bad, man. Uh, They're not. And I don't trust Jameis. I don't. I, I wanted to. I wanted to like him. I think he tried. I think he works hard. Um, he's just kind of a goofy dude, and so people enjoy the little snippets on on social media. He, just, I, I just don't trust him. And, and the book, the, the Buccaneers' defense, if nothing else, they are opportunistic. And, and I think so. I think Jameis may have a couple turnovers. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks in, in the upset. Okay. And betting on Jameis to have turnovers is one of the safest bets in the history of life. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, the good thing is that. And I don't want to say this game doesn't matter. But one is really early. Uh, this game may matter more at the end of the season if there's some kind of a tiebreaker or, you know, something along those lines. But this division is so terrible that, you know, Atlanta could come and end up winning this division uh, with, with, with Ritter or, or uh, like, nobody knows what's going to happen with the division because it's just so god off. So, like, I don't want to put too much stock in this. What I will say, the biggest win for the Saints is that the division is terrible and they can rest their car for as long as they need to. They can afford to have them sit three, four, take probably even five weeks and not be too far out of the division. That's the only good takeaway. If I got to pick somebody, I'm flipping the coin and picking the book. Uh, but the Saints are in a, in a cool spot where they can rest the quarterback because nobody's going to put away in this division. It's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Saints defense is, is pretty good. But, uh, hey, man, the way Green Bay was able to come back, that says a lot without Derek Carr. Yeah, I got to go with the clean sweep as well. That Buccaneer defense could be very opportunistic. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay as well. Mike Evans and those guys. Um, I, I think they can get enough plays. They can make enough plays where, you know, they make this a game. I know it's going to be a rough, crazy environment. going to be loud. But, um, again. Hey, look, Mike, you're playing for that check, okay? He is. He definitely is. And that's what the Saints should be worried about. And not only that, yeah, I don't know which Jameis Winston is going to show up. You know, the, uh, the guy that throws 30 interceptions or the guy that throws 30 touchdowns. Not sure. All right, so, Nick, here's one for you. The Washington Commanders are going to Philly to take on your Eagles. Of course, you guys are an eight-and-a-half-point spread. Nick, how do you got this game going? The Eagles are going to win. Uh, Eight-and-a-half? On the, on, on the command, are we, are we in, are we in uh, Washington or in Philly? You're in Philly. Okay, so they're giving us three. Nah, I'm not taking them points. Uh-uh. We, we'll, we'll win it. I think we'll win it probably by a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 the commander's defense is, is not quite as bad 
as it has looked um, with the with the loss they took last week. Obviously, the Bills kind of you know they're catching their stride. Obviously, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I definitely take us to win. It'll be it'll be close to that spread. It could be it could be ten. You know, could be seven, could be ten, depending on how that how that works out. Where we kick field goals, whatever, whatever. Uh, but he he was a win it uh, comfortably. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What you say, T? I um I think the Eagles are actually going to beat them down. This might be their revenge game from the Commanders beating them in their undefeated season last year. I'd be surprised if the Eagles come out with a little chip on their shoulder and uh, make them remember <laughs> the the blue game they had last year. So I'm thinking the Eagles uh, by a lot actually. And I appreciate the confidence, team. Yeah. Hey man, every once in a while, you know, we align. <laughs> every once in a while. I'll take the Appreciate Eagles. That, my brother. I'll take the Eagles too, man. It just seems like Washington, um, they're they're just something still missing. And it's still not quite there. I mean, Buffalo, that was a beat down. Oh man, that was a beat down. And now you have to go to Philly and it just may not get that much better at minus four twenty. I'm staying away from it. I'm staying away from everything really. There's no way to win here. Um, I would probably go Washington plus eight and a half, but then again, who knows? They may get beat down like Terrence said. So Eagles win either way. I'm not going to give any betting advice on that one. Uh, just, just really nothing there. No value there for me. Here's another battle of the 0-4. The Broncos going to Chicago. Man, after the beat down that the Broncos took in Miami, now they have to go up north to Chicago. Somebody's got to get this win. Somebody, at least we think, <laughs> this could be a damn tie. That's how. I was, I'm, not, I'm going to bet on the tie. I know, right? Seriously, you may want to actually try to lean toward the tie, but I, I, might, I might, I might throw ten dollars on it. Seriously, who, Terrence, who it's wins? This? Who, who, who wins this game, man? It's a plus one forty for the Bears at home. They are at home. Um, it's minus six. I'm going to go with the Broncos, and I say that because they are two different types of bad. Uh, the Broncos, outside of that 70 point massacre, lost two games by a total of three points, I think. Uh, so, outside of last week, they've been competitive. The Bears, in my opinion, are a different type of bad where, like, they probably actually like each other <laughs> as a whole, outside of their defensive coordinator who was doing whatever he was doing. They just not good at football. The Broncos, I believe, will have some sort of a turnaround because you can't get worse than where you were last week. And even though Dolphins scored more points than the Broncos scored all season, it only counts for one game. And I think this is the perfect time to play the Bears to get on the right path. So uh, I, I think the discourse next week is going to be, hey, Russell Wilson with a comeback game. He's been playing great. I think he's been playing okay this season anyway. Uh, but the discourse is going to be, hey, is it time for the Bears to start getting ready to move on from the field? That's going to be the conversation. Yeah. Ooh. You think it's going to be just on Justin Field? You think it's also going to be on Russell Wilson? Now, Russell Wilson will be fine after next week because they're going to come out and, and beat the Bears down pretty good. I see this as uh, one of those, as, as the kids say on Twitter these days, a mid-off. It's going to be a whole lot of 
just both sides being not very good. Um, I mean, I, 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 I literally could see this game ending in a tie. I'm trying to find the odds for it on DraftKings as we speak so that I can see what that would look like. Um, forced to pick, I guess I would go with the Broncos um, in, in something like 15 to 13 because they got a safety. Like That's, that's what I could probably tell you, 15 to 13 Broncos. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, the Broncos are supposed to get this win, you would think. <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah, I'll go Broncos. It just seems like the Bears can do no right. And um, at some point, they got to get a win here. And we're going to really hate we didn't put any money on the game that they actually win. Plus 140 sounds very tempting. But, yeah, I'll go Broncos. And um, i tell you what, though. If the Broncos do lose this game and go 0-4, I'm predicting a possibility. Well, I'm not going to predict, but there's a possibility and there's a lot of rumors starting to swirl that uh, Patrick Sertain could be traded. And he could be traded to the San Francisco 49ers. If there's one more injury in their secondary, they may bite on it. One thing the Niners did after the Bosa contract is, after restructuring a few contracts, like Eric Armstead and um, you know players like that, George Kittle and whatnot, man, they saved up $41 million, $41.5 million in cap space for this season here. And it's now the most in the, in the NFL. I don't know what Sertain's contract looks like. But there's rumors swirling. The Broncos and Niners have a relationship, a big connection. We all know that. So I just thought I would throw that in there. If the Broncos lose, watch out for Sertain being moved. Look out for uh, Tannehill. Sertain is still on his rookie deal. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think Sertain is still on his rookie deal. So that will be a bargain. It would be a bargain. And the Niners, again, uh, it would be... Yes, it would be it would be a great bargain. I don't know if they would do it. They probably would want a king's ransom because hey, look, they're facing the fact that hey, we're we're not ready yet. We're we're kind of rebuilding here. We're gonna probably re- move on from the coach or the quarterback or both, and let's just see what we can get out of this. But they're probably gonna want some picks. They're probably gonna want some picks, and I don't know. But if it's not that big of a deal, yeah, this would be a bargain for the Niners. Look out for it though. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but look out for Sertain to be moved. Possibly to San Fran or somewhere. Um, yeah, FYI, his contract is he's in the he's in uh, the third year of a four year, twenty million dollar deal. Uh, he's making about two and a half million this year, uh, and ne- and then next year's the last year of that deal. So this offseason is when he's basically due to get paid. Yep, because you you generally, generally want to sign him before the before the last before the last year of the contract. Because you don't want him to hit unrestricted free agency. And what way to get his money up or get that big contract, you know, and have to play for a Super Bowl contending team or possibly playing for that team like the Niners in the Super Bowl. That definitely will get your, your stock up. Uh, whether the Niners can pay you and re-sign you or not, somebody's coming for you. And you have well, the Broncos got to get rid of some money if they're going to try to get rid of Russ. Well, I don't know about Russ, but I do know about Sertain. I'm not saying it'll happen. No, that's what, that's what I'm saying. If they're ultimately going to, if they're ultimately trying to get, get rid of Russ, they're going to have to get rid of some money, and so they can't be looking to pay past Sertain next year. And they they trying to get rid of some, you know, twenty thirty million dollars on the cap to pay to be able to pay for getting rid of him, and then bringing on a, a rookie. If they don't beat the Chicago Bears, I think they'll try to dump everything and everyone. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. let's see. If they lose to the Chicago Bears and go 0-4, Russell Wilson could still 
I don't know what'll happen with that. But look, look out for the look out for the Vikings if they lose and go zero and four. Kirk Cousins to the Jets will keep coming. Uh, I don't care about the Trevor Simeon signing. They will they will go for Kirk Cousins or at least you will hear about <clears> it. <throat> I'm hearing more rumbles about Ryan Tannehill. The Titans are going to the Titans are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. They're probably going to lose another one, and the Titans. I mean the Bengals can bounce back to two and two, get back to five hundred, and Tannehill to New York. Is something that's going to be talked about even more. I've been hearing about it all week, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure we all think the Bengals will beat the ba- uh, the Bengals will beat the Titans. We'll keep it moving on that. I think we all agree on the Broncos getting a win over the Bears. Now here's a game that's interesting on FanDuel: the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. It's very funny or odd to me on how it doesn't have a money line. It doesn't have a a point spread. There's just an over-under of 40 and a half. I don't know what the hell is up with that. We'll see or monitor that game to see if it changes between now and Sunday at noon. But Terrence, this is your team. You're the AFC guy. You're going to Cleveland now. Coming off of that upset loss uh, in Indianapolis. Surely you're ready for the Browns. And the Browns are coming off of a dominating win over the Titans. This thing flip-flops. It's a week-to-week league. Tell us how this week is going to go in Cleveland. I'm rolling with the Browns. Whoa. Uh, from what I'm seeing out of Miles Garrett, uh, it is no way to keep that guy in front of you. He is on a mission to get to everybody's quarterback. He still has that graveyard of all the quarterbacks that he's uh, back. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I think he'll add Lamar to that graveyard one too many times. He'll, it's just, the offense is not working in Baltimore right now. And with him being so disruptive, it won't be, this is not the week to be working on your offense. So um, I, I think it'll be a close game, and there's some players to here that could change that. But from what I'm, what I'm seeing, Cleveland is being able to do more of what they want to do on offense and defense. Offense, no. Offense wasn't the case at first. Uh, and Baltimore, to me, is still trying to figure out what they want to do on offense. And now they're the guy to be doing it again. So I'm, I'm rolling with the Browns in the close game. Um, I, I, I'll take them by the list and three. By the list three, is that, is that the spread? There is no spread on FanDuel right I, I, now. Where's the spread? I don't see a, I don't see a spread or money line on FanDuel right now for that game. That's the yeah, only yeah, way. I, that. I mean, yeah, that, that's a rarity, but I, I mean, I, I'll take the Browns by another, uh, last second field while they bought more lost on last week. I just. I'm having a hard time seeing Baltimore win close games because the offense is not where it needs to be. ESPN had a minus three, and that's what that's what DraftKings has it at minus three or minus three to Cleveland. And they're at home, and they're at home, which means they basically think it's a dead heat. Um, yeah, Ravens. Ravens could change it. You know, yeah, Ravens. Flowers. Yeah, Ravens are uh, plus one, uh, plus one twenty-four. Uh, Browns are minus one forty-eight on the money line. Um, Terrence, I hate to agree with you, but I think I'm gonna go with the Browns as well because for exactly the reason you said, Miles Garrett is is on another planet right now, and uh, you know Baltimore's offense is not is not looking the way that uh, that I expected it to for sure. Uh, I don't know if Odell Beckham is, is expected to be back this week. Um, as you say, you know, this could be a good game for Zay, for Zay Flowers. Uh, or somebody to get loose. Mark Andrews maybe is, is helpful. Um, 
But I, I got to roll with the Browns as well, man. Like I said, their defense looks looks very, very strong. Uh, the offense caught some fire last week. And uh, it's just, it's not it's not a good matchup. Not a good time for y'all to match up uh, if you're a Ravens fan. All right. Well, that's interesting. Very interesting. If both of you are saying that the Browns are going to win this game, then I have to go with the opposite and say the Ravens are going to win. Why not? Because... Everybody thinks exactly what you guys are thinking, and that's probably why it's not going to happen. Every time we look at the schedule, we think this is going to happen. We think that's going to happen. Nobody knew that the Texans would beat the Jaguars last week. Nobody thought the Colts would beat the Ravens, and nobody damn sure didn't see the Cardinals beating the Cowboys. Some of the craziest things happen on any given Sunday. So if the Browns... Yeah, this, this ain't that crazy, though. This isn't that crazy. It's not, and that's another reason why I'm going oh, okay. That's another reason. Well, that's that's kind of why I thought that was kind of an, those were kind of extreme examples. I was like, yeah, those those games were wild. This yeah. even preseason, I would have been like, yeah, that's probably a three point game. But the fact that the Ravens are coming off of a loss to Indianapolis and the Browns are coming off of a dominating win over the Titans, you most people would agree with you too and say, yeah, this is not the right time for the Ravens to come to Cleveland, and that's why yeah. I beg to differ. I think it'll be the complete opposite. It's a week to week league. It, everything went too right for Cleveland, and everything went too wrong for Baltimore. It'll switch up. I got the Ravens. Uh, don't worry, Terrence. You made the right pick. You made the – no, I'm not going to say the right pick, but you made the reasonable pick, the realistic pick. But don't worry. I think your Ravens get the win. Just because they're probably not supposed to get the win. Raiders and Chargers. Um, that game I really could care less about. Uh, you know, the Raiders – the one thing I will bring up is that they've lost two straight. They've only beaten the Broncos. Take that with a grain of salt or whatever you will. And um, Devontae Adams is telling the press that, man, I ain't got a lot of time. You know, I ain't got no time to waste. We need to be getting to it. And that's winning. And he's not happy with it right now. There were rumors that he wasn't happy with the Jimmy Garoppolo signing. And it's starting to show more and more now. Now, he had himself another game. I think he had 12 catches over 200 yards. The boy is still the baddest wide receiver in the league. But he wants out. What happens if the Raiders lose yet another game in L.A. against the Chargers? Is anything going to happen? Is Devontae Adams going to get moved? Is Josh McDaniels going to be on the hot seat? Uh, your takes on, on that, Terrence. And then, Nick, you can come in immediately afterwards. <laughs> Is Joshua Daniels already on the hot seat? Ah, could be. You know, when I, I, I just, this guy's had enough opportunities. Uh, to me, he's just not a good coach. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it remains to be seen how good of a coordinator he is because hey, he isn't uh, and, and, and I think the Bunte Adams' biggest problem last week really was that um, Garoppolo was getting him killed. And maybe that's just Pittsburgh defense. Maybe there's bad quarterback play. But at the end of the day, you can't put your receiver in the spot that he was putting his receiver in. As far as his game, listen, at some point, I know that, um, I know that they lost Mike Williams. At some point, Herbert has to start playing like that top QB like people think he is, and he's got to play that way consistently. I think this starts next week. Uh, I see they are favored by five. I can see them winning that by that many at, or more. Uh, the Raiders have a lot of issues, uh, and they they may as well get ready to ship Devontae out of there, in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm rolling with the Chargers on this one, and those problems will just continue. 
on the one hand, I want to pick uh, the logic in me says to pick the Chargers, but I'm still pissed off at the Chargers for that game they lost to the Titans. And so, I, and I almost want to take like a like a stance and just say I'm not I'm not going to pick the Chargers anymore this year. Uh, but the Raiders are just so miscombobulated. I I can't help but to do it. Um, my only concern there is if J.C. Jackson is going to play. Uh, y'all see what's going on with them, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if he's going to play. Um, have you seen what's going on with Chandler Jones? Oh, God, now that's a different, that's a, that's a totally different situation. Yeah, right it's there. not a good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, a good situation. That, that one we'll, we'll, we'll talk about off there, because I'm not sure I understand that one entirely yet, so right. I don't want to say anything that I shouldn't say. Right, right. Um. But, yeah, all that being said, uh, I, I think I'm going to with the Chargers. I think it's a game where they can get back on track, get back to 2-2 two and, two and you know, try to stay competitive in the division, uh, particularly after surprising loss by the Chiefs uh, to start the season. And so I'm going to roll with the Chargers in, in a game that's closer than it actually should be. Yep, I agree. Chargers, I think they can win this one and probably big over the Raiders. Uh, all right, Patriots at Cowboys. This could be, well, I'll ask you all, are the Cowboys on upset alert yet again? We didn't see that coming last week. The New England Patriots, if the Cardinals can beat them, surely Belichick has a chance, right? Uh, one more time. The Patriots at the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals last week. So you definitely would probably think Belichick has a chance in coming in exactly. Dallas and beat them. Are the Cowboys on upset alert or not? Uh, against the Patriots here. This is a late Sunday game. I mean, uh, well, three twenty-six p.m. Shit, they better be. They, they, they damn sure better be paying attention because, uh, as you said, that that Patriots defense, they, they have not been giving up much. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, excuse me, I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. They have not been giving up much in, in the points department this year. Uh, twenty-five against the Eagles, twenty-four against the Dolphins. And uh, uh, only 10 from the Jets, obviously. Of course, no Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I could be playing quarterback for the Jets and put up 10 points. Um, so, yeah, the Cowboys better be paying attention. This game is a six and a half. They got the Cowboys as a touchdown favorite. Uh, I think that would be a foolish pick. Um, it, it, it will very least be a close game. Um <sighs> Very convincing. It was I, very, I heard it, very convincing. But I was like, uh, this is something in me feel like this is a game they're going to let the Cowboys win. Like, if I was ever going to believe in the things that Jarvis believes in, this is gonna, I feel like this is going to be one of them games where I'm going to see something happen. I'm going to be like, Cowboys was, was meant to win this game. But the logic in me is going, the way the Cardinals beat their defense is said, we're going to run the ball at Michael Parsons until y'all stop us. And if you think Bill Belichick's not going to do that, yeah. yeah, yeah, another thing coming. So sorry, good job. And, and, and there's already been complaints about the um, 
about allegedly uh, the the Patriots stealing uh, signals because they have Zeke and they have Will. They, they want to sign Will Greer, which the Cowboys put in the. Uh, it's a Zeke uh, revenge game. <laughs> This is a Zeke Green game. Yeah, they they signed Weir Greer, who the the Cowboys cut during the preseason. Uh, so they they're, they're fearing that um, the Patriots might know their plays. Well, the Patriots might know your plays anyway because you're Billy Checkers. Just want to find a way to know your plays. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm rolling with the Patriots in the close game. I just think the Patriots are going to run the ball, get some tough yards. Uh, they're probably not going to put the ball in the air a lot, so that's going to neutralize Michael Parsons. Yeah, man, I can see the Patriots pulling out a close game just because uh, of, of some of the things that the Cardinals were able to do last week, which, you know, a lot of that was putting a lot of speed in the backfield. And, and the Cowboys just didn't have an answer for it. Like, not at one point during the night that they have a, in the game that they have an answer for it. Uh, I think the Patriots might do some of the same, win a close game. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, the Dallas Cowboys being at home, you know, they, they got to be ready, they got to be prepared. I think the Cowboys have a good chance of winning this game if they can keep it, uh, if they can keep it, you know, keep the possessions to a minimum for New England. If they can, you know, milk the clock, run the ball, and do all the things that the, the Patriots do not want them to do, and that's keep the ball out of harm's way, keep the ball out of Dak's hands as much as they possibly can. The Cowboys can win. However, with Bill Belichick being the guy he is, I think Belichick versus Dak Prescott. Holding the Cowboys back, that just equals something bad for Dallas. That would happen if you just stir it all up in the pot and just pour it out. I think it's a disaster waiting to happen. At plus 200, people need to jump on this. I think the Patriots are also going to get the win and uh, in the upset here. The Cowboys lose two straight, and now we've got questions about Dak Prescott possibly, Mike McCarthy possibly. Uh, the defense, now the Diggs has been out. They haven't won a game. Those will be the storylines. Give me the Patriots. The Cardinals at the 49ers. Hey, the Cardinals just beat the Cowboys. They've got us favored to win by two touchdowns. I'm not fucking with that at that 14. I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing that at all. Uh, but, I, but I definitely am taking my Niners to win at a minus 950. There's no need uh, for me to. There's no need for me to touch the money line. But if the Cardinals <laughs> were to pull it off, plus six forty, guys, what's your take, Nick? Your NFC Niners Cardinals in Levi Stadium. But man said, I'm not fucking with that. I'm not. I'm not. That's just ridiculous. That, that was funny to me. I mean, after the uh, four, after the seven point favorite that we had over the Rams, and I told you I was worried about that. Now you expect me to take this fourteen? Now last week I think it was. T- or 12 with uh, the Giants. We did cover that. I'm not fucking with the 14, no. Not with the Cardinals, who I don't know much about. The Rams surprised me, and they're better than I thought. The Cardinals have already raised my antennas because they beat the Cowboys. So, yeah, I'm not fucking with that 14. Something just seems like you should stay away from that. But I think we definitely win maybe by 10. But I don't maybe by maybe by twelve or thirteen, but I don't know about two touchdowns. Hopefully we win by four touchdowns. What's your technique? I think it's got a chance to be a push. Uh, I, I think it's got a chance to be a fourteen point game on the nose. I'm I'm taking the forty nine ers for sure. Um as I, I stand by what I said previously what I would have said preseason. Um uh, the Eagles and the forty ers are in a class of their own when it comes to the NFC and and then you kinda just there's some space 
and then you get to everybody else. So, yeah. um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I wasn't surprised that the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. I literally bet on them to beat the Cardinals. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that being said, um, I, I never thought the Cowboys were really elite. I thought they were good, but I, I didn't think they were great. Uh, obviously, the loss of Trayvon Diggs does change things for them somewhat, but it shouldn't have changed it enough to the tune of the Cardinals beating them the way they did. Um, and so, with all that being said, the 49ers, like I said, are, are an elite class in the NFC. I'm going 49ers, uh, probably by right at some touchdowns. All right. Yeah, but I'm going to with the 49ers, too. The 49ers just bring a different level of physicality. Uh, then you add the fact that uh, Purdy has has full command of that offense now and, and, and pretty much makes all the necessary plays. They're going to be tough for anybody to beat. Uh, Arizona had their, their sneaky win last week. Uh, it won't happen this week. Had they played the 49ers last week, maybe. Uh, but the 49ers will see all that coming and put speed in the backfield, all right, that's fine. We got speed at every position, so run at us. It's like the guy from on Power Rangers. Come at me, bro. Um, <laughs> so, no, nah, it, 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 it won't affect the four the Niners. They'll beat them down pretty good. All right. And um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Niners also. I think I've already said that. But, again, just to remind everyone, betting-wise, uh, Brandon Ayuk may be coming back. He set out last week because of a shoulder injury. They think he's going to be a go for Sunday. And they would need him because Debo Samuel may be out for Sunday's game. He's dealing with a rib issue that he suffered last week, Thursday night, against the Giants. Fell on the ball pretty hard. It's pretty simple. Debo just has to learn when to fucking go down. He tries to make too much yak. We understand you're yak king. That anybody damn near on the Niners, pretty good for the yak. And he's definitely one of them, the best, if not, uh, in the league. But damn, like, you got to know when to just give up on a play. Like, that's it, all right? I got 20 extra yards out of this. Uh, it's not going to, you know, help me. Or Getting 22 yards is not going to really just help me or get in the end zone. You can suffer an injury. He was lucky enough to break anything, but he's got some sore ribs after he fell pretty hard on the ground and on that ball. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but I'm taking the Niners, but with Debo possibly out, Ayuk coming back a little ginger, yeah, I'm not doing the two touchdowns, though. All right, here's the Sunday night game. Chiefs at Jets. Um, they can. I don't know. I, I don't think it's time for them to start flexing if they could, I'm sure. This is one that they would. Uh, this may not be much different from the Chiefs at the Bears or the Bears at the Chiefs just last week. The Jets still going with Zach Wilson. They brought in Trevor Simeon. How ugly is this going to get? I, I got the funniest feeling we're going to get some sleep on Sunday night because this won't last long. Well, what, what say you, Terrence? Uh, yeah, I think we'll get plenty of sleep Sunday night. This game, uh, now I know there's always, you know, there's always an upset issue, but I, I don't see a scenario in this universe, in this lifetime, uh, where Zach Wilson comes out and, and, and wins a game against uh, <laughs> wins a game against Patrick Mahomes. I just don't see it. I know it's the NFL. Anything can happen. That happens. I will be the first to tell you I'm surprised, and I don't really get surprised a whole lot. With that being said, I think this will be a beat down, especially when you hear about all the turmoil that, that's possibly coming from the Jets defense. They they want the Jets uh, front office to go out and get someone that quarterback, and, and look, they should. They absolutely should. Anybody with better than Zach Wilson almost, I am 
not saying go sign Colin Kaepernick. That's a different discussion by itself. Uh, but I'm saying you have to take advantage of what you've invested into this season. And they're not doing that. They're looking real stubborn. I think they did they, they sign Trevor Simeon? Yes. Yeah. And they don't care about winning. It's just a simple. They don't care about winning. And it's just defense. It's like, why am I coming out having to play? This could be a situation where Mahomes comes out and gets 500 yards. But I think it's just might just say, you know what? What am I doing this tonight? Nick? I'm not even, I'm going to say he definitely won't get 500 yards, but it'll be like just like last week. It's going to be a short night for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're eight and a half point favorite. That's a joke. It cheats by a whole lot. It's going to be a whole bunch of Travis Kelsey catching touchdowns and blowing kisses at Taylor Swift in his press box. Uh, cheats by a lot. Yeah, of course. Same here. Chiefs win in New York. I think, again, the Jets lose. There will be more talks about Tannehill or Kirk, or Kirk Cousins possibly going to the Jets. And, yes, I think that they definitely could give up on the team after hearing all the turmoil going on in the locker room. That was a good one right there, Terrence. Uh, glad you mentioned that because we definitely needed to say it. And it is definitely a thing. It's not just a rumor. It's not just whispers. They're pissed. Like, stop get, stop taking up for this guy. We're fucking losing out here, and we're better than this. Go get somebody. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, they mean that like yesterday. So, yeah, beat down in the Meadowlands on Sunday Night Football. We'll get some sleep. Uh, at plus 340, I wouldn't mess with it. I don't see the Jets pulling that off at all. Seahawks and Giants, well, we'll talk about that after it's over with on Monday night. That should be a decent Monday night football game, we think. And um, the Giants at home, plus 102. Seahawks favored by one and a half, so that's pretty tight. They don't even know in Vegas, I don't guess. So uh, that's it. Let's recap Thursday night football on Prime Video, and we can wrap it up, guys. The Packers and the Lions. Me and Nick was pretty high on the Packers. We started drinking some of the Jordan Love Kool-Aid. And the Detroit Lions came into town and brought us back to life, and the Packers also. Look, I already said that the Lions would win the NFC North. I hated to go against them. They proved me wrong. I'm glad that I was wrong because I like the Lions. I like Jerry Goff. It's no secret if you've been listening to the Great Debate Show. But, guys, what happened on Thursday night? I mean, they, they were getting manhandled. There was a comeback, but, I mean... I don't know. Take that how you will on what on why they were able to make somewhat of a game out of it. But this was pretty lopsided. Detroit Lions coming into Green Bay. They get the dub. 34-20. Nick, you're the NFC guy, so we'll start with you. What happened? Exactly what you said happened. They came, they came in and they ran them over. They ran for 211 yards. Uh, threw for, I think Jerry Goff threw for another 200-something. Uh, they they kept the balance and they and they blew the Packers. Uh, they you know they got out early on them, ran up twenty four unanswered points and never really looked back. Uh, Packers got it to within ten in the fourth, but uh, then after that, uh, Lions put up put up another field goal, put up a touchdown, excuse me, and that pretty much put it out of put it out of reach. So, um, yeah, I was definitely wrong. I I, I started drinking the Jordan Love Kool Aid, man. I, I watched them uh, make couple comebacks happen. You know, maybe for a minute there early in the fourth. You might have thought that he was uh, he was looking to do it again, but the Lions uh, shut their door pretty quickly and uh, kept it closed. So that's that's what good teams do, um, and, and the Lions are trying to show themselves as one of them. Yeah, man, I think people are going to have to realize they can realize it now, or they can realize it towards the end of the season. But these are not our father's Lions. <laughs> these guys are 
you know, the, the, the days of them making Barry Sanders retire early and Calvin Johnson retire early and just being the, the actual footstool of sports organizations in all major sports, I think those days are pretty much over with, at least for now. Uh, this Lions team will win the NFC North. I think they'll win it by a considerable margin. Uh, the next team to them is, is what, the Packers, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we see, we see what happened there. Like, Hamlin beat them down, they beat them down, and the Packers tried to come back, and they beat them down again. So, man, uh, I think what we saw tonight is just that, hey, this is the team of, of the NFC North, and the Packers right now are just another team in the NFC North. But the Lions are the team, they win this division by a considerable margin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely headed to it. I mean, Minnesota and Chicago are both fighting not to be 0-4, and Green Bay is now 2-2, two and two, uh, and with the game by them on the line, so they just lost to them. Yeah. The Detroit Lions are everything that I thought they would be. Now, again, the Green Bay Packers are not that good, so, you know, we can't take a lot from that, but one thing I can say is they did what they were supposed to do. If they're that much better than Green Bay, that's exactly what they should have did, and it showed. Can't wait to see how they, you know, line up against some of the other, the better teams in the conference and in the league. But, hey, what we saw them do week one, what we saw them do last week against Atlanta, holding them to just a field goal or two field goals, I believe. uh, Yeah, 26 win. That was pretty good. And then come back tonight, Thursday night, it was pretty dominant. So, I would say, hey, look, the Detroit Lions are not the same old Lions. They're not the pushover team. And, again, I like me some Jared Goff. I like Dan Campbell. I like everything that they're cooking up. And St. Brown, he is he is beginning to be pretty automatic as also, you know, as far as your prop bets. If you want to go with yards or end zone, he was the first player in the league to get a touchdown this season. As they opened up the season on Thursday night football, they beat the Chiefs. He got the first touchdown in their game. He did the same thing on Thursday night football this week uh, in Green Bay as he got the first touchdown of the game. I don't know how many he has on the season. It may just be his second one, but if it's Thursday night, bet on him. And he gets the yards weekly. I don't even think he was 100% to suit up. This guy's going to get you the yards. He'll get in the end zone. You can't sleep on other guys like Khalif Raymond in the special teams and deep and guys like Josh Reynolds who really found himself in Detroit, another guy who left the Rams uh, that McVay gave up on. I like the Lions, man. Watch out. I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, like drool over them. I'm just saying that they took care of business. That game was not really close, uh, to be honest with you. And even when it got close, it wasn't close, if that makes any sense. Shout out to the Lions. Good win. They are now 3-1 and one on the season. And um, other than that loss against Seattle at home, man, they're, they're looking pretty much like we thought they would. I think we all picked the Lions to win the North. All right, guys. Um, pretty good timing. I don't have anything else. We've wrapped up the entire schedule. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Do you guys have anything else? We talked about Dame already on yesterday. Got that out the way. Um, again, congrats to Jay Cargill, WWE free agent. She signed the deal just a few days ago. It's official. And uh, we'll be coming back with an episode just about wrestling to discuss more about that. And uh, her future plans in the WWE. I don't know if Terrence knows it or not, but Triple H tweeted something on X. And uh, I don't normally see him do things like that. His introduction. Yeah, yeah, they, they had a big social media push. They've had it on ESPN, TNT, 
she's done an interview with ESPN. Uh, they've pretty much documented her from the moment she arrived at the Performance Center. Uh, they are making a big deal about it. They are planning on Jay Cargill being a big star. It definitely seems like she's going to get the push that AEW should have gave her. And anybody that says, but Jarvis, she was 16-0 in AEW. They didn't do anything with that. She was just a female Bill Goldberg. That was it. Now they're going to make her a star. Congratulations to Jay Cargill for making that move and making that jump. And I hope Ricky Starks and uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Swerve Strickland, can find his way back over there and not in his team. Man, they are the they are so good. They are so talented, and yet we still have to see people like Mox and Daniel Bryan and Jericho <laughs> taking up time. Not to go, not to go too deep into it, but I read somewhere earlier today or yesterday, I think that Tony Cook, Tony Cook, sorry, Tony Tony Cook, one heck of an artist. And y'all looking up? Uh, Tony Khan had books for Steamboat to beat up Ricky Starks. Why in the hell would he have that on there? Why would he write that? Or book that? Yeah, and that's the reason why I'm done. I don't I don't have anything else to say about AEW really because I'm done. And that's one of the reasons why. When I saw Swerve Strickland uh, you know, get put in a casket by Sting's old ass, I knew then it was time to throw those deuces. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give that shout out to Jay Cargill and and the WWE for understanding what Tony Khan and AEW didn't. Uh, she has came out to say things like she wished she could have fought for the main belt in AEW, and uh, there's no explanations on why she didn't. Even though we know why, but um, yeah, that was crazy, and that was the main reason why she's leaving. And they gotta push her now. They've gotta show AEW and the AEW locker room that hey, the grass is greener. On the other side, sometimes you have to do that. And shout out to Cody. He is like the best right now in the business. And this is one of the reasons why. He's the reason why Jade is there in WWE. He's the reason why Jay Uso is on Monday Night Raw. He has played a big part. And he's the reason why AEW is terrible to watch now. Because he's no longer there. So Cody, very, very, very respected. And should, should not be so underrated anymore. That's all I've got, though, guys. Uh, Nick, you got anything else? Eagles, Commanders, you oh. confident? You cool? Everything good? Uh, so that that uh, bet for a tie on the Broncos and Bears game is a plus six thousand. I'm thinking twenty bucks. Why not? Plus six thousand. Why not? Why not? It would be very very hilarious if that happens. Well, that would be so hilarious. That'd be crazy. Hey, if that bet go for a tie. Both head coaches should be fired. Both both quarterbacks should be suspended for the rest of the season. <laughs> That'll be like some kind of a death penalty for a time. I'm trying to get tired of this no more. Yeah, I'm not even getting tired and benefiting from it. Like it's got to be some kind of a penalty. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, well, nothing else for me either. So, guys, uh, I guess that is going to be it. We're going to get up out of here. Um, there's nothing pretty much to say. Uh, LeBron James, quickly, quickly he did say to ESPN that uh, he was prepping for his 21st season like a rookie. And as a Laker, as the Lakers aim to extend his unprecedented prime without cutting minutes. So we'll see how that goes without cutting minutes. Good luck. We'll see. Um, again, Dame is a buck. 
And um, we'll see how that goes in the NBA. Uh, so much more that we'll talk about next week. Of course, we'll recap on a Tuesday, the Monday night game, and all of Sunday's week four games in the NFL. And uh, anything else that may you know, pop off in sports, That that's pretty much it. I think we've already announced. I don't know if we announced it or not. Mayweather, not Mayweather, uh, Earl Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford, that fight should be, uh, that rematch is going to happen. Bud Crawford is hinting at December. That was a part of the plan in the contract. One in July or June and another one in December. Do we have uh, Charlo and and Canelo this weekend? Ah, You may be right. I know it's coming. It may be this weekend. And and well done. Congratulations to Danny Barlow, the the, uh, the, uh, self-acclaimed left hand to God. If you watch him fight, you know why he calls himself that. He is a left-handed fighter, and if, if the left hand connects, you might see God for a few seconds. Uh, but he did win his match Tuesday. He is awarded a UFC contract at welterweight, so we are looking forward to seeing him. There's so many of those old B3 fighters that are now in the UFC. Danny Barlow, uh, if you guys are familiar with Doug Nash, the, the white kid out of Alabama, he's crazy as heck, but he, he's in the UFC. Uh, but no, congrats to Danny Barlow, man, and congrats to uh, my guy uh, over, over the uh, law school MMA. Uh, those guys are the, they honestly are one of the top training um, in the top MMA schools, one of the top, man. If you, if you are trying to get into MMA and, and, and you just have any inquiries, hey, man, hit up law school MMA. Those guys will, if they can't get you right, it's because you're just not meant to do it. Okay, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, and and as far as the fight between Crawford and and uh, Spitz, there are words that uh, uh, there are rumors that Floyd Mayweather has been reached out by Errol Spence's team. His camp has reached out to Mayweather for help as far as his training process goes for uh, this fight for the rematch, and um, he's calling on his aid for defense. I'm sure. And he definitely would need to defend better than what he did in the first match. We don't know if that'll help or not. Michael J. White, I think that's his name, the fighter, the yeah. former fighter yeah. and actor or whatever right now. He said a lot of things about Earl Spence Jr. I'm not going to go into detail, but just sounded like a lot of excuses. You know, things that he heard from people, sources close to Earl Spence or how he just wasn't himself before the fight. The the preparation for the fight, he just wasn't himself. He had a lot going on, whatever those things were. People were telling him that he's not ready. He shouldn't have this fight just yet. Blah, blah, blah. And that's all we've seemed to hear. Like, people need to just be quiet and give Terrence his his credit for winning that fight. If Spence is going to come back and do what Spence should have did or what people thought he would do, then he has the opportunity to do that in December. We don't know yet if it's going to be 147 still or 154, but Terrence has let it be known that it's probably going to be in December. And he said, as far as I know, we're supposed to reach out to one another and let it be known I can't make the weight. If nobody lets the other fighter know they can't make the weight, then it's going to be the same weight that it was in the previous fight. So... Basically, what I'm saying is Bud Crawford is not 
making any plans on moving up to 154 because he hasn't been told he needs to do so. And what may happen is Spence may be at 154 and then we may not get the damn fight. And that's, that's Spence's best way to back out of this, just to make it seem like it was some type of miscommunication or misunderstanding. I don't know if he really wants this fight or not again, but he's going to take it. I think that could be pride or ego more than anything. But as far as common sense and how smart he is now, that I don't know. But I'm starting to hear just excuses on why he lost that fight instead of just saying, man, he just got it handed to him. All right. I just wanted to just bring that up because we haven't talked much about it. But that fight is almost in the books for December. And the Great Debate Show will be there live in Vegas as soon as we find out that that date and everything. Uh, Guys, and it feels lovely in Vegas in December, by the way. So um, if there's nothing else. We're going to get out of here. I hope everybody gambles right. They, their parlays, I hope they somebody comes comes up pretty big or at least nickel and dime and penny pinch them to death and get something out of it. Uh, just gamble responsibly. If that's it, though, man, that's all I have. And it's been a great show. We thank you for listening. And, man, y'all be safe out there if nobody has anything else. Man, it's good. Peace out, guys. Get out.